your phone, raise it up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of grace that is able to build me up and give me an inheritance. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I will receive it with gladness. And I will bear fruit. Fruit that remain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Esther chapter number 2. Esther chapter number 2 verse number 9. Esther chapter number 2 verse number 9. And the title for our message today is Favored. Those watching online, you are welcome. What a joy to have you with us today. Esther chapter number 2 verse number 9. Now the young woman pleased him. The him there is, the Heg, is Hegai, right? From last, last week's teaching. Now the woman pleased him and she obtained his favor. So he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her allowance. Then seven choice maidservants were provided for her from the king's palace. And he moved her and her maid servants to the best place in the house of the women. Praise God. The reading of the word is blessed. I'm going to read it again from the King James Version. It says, And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her her things for purification. And such things as belonged to her, and seven maidens which were met to be given her out of the king's house were preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Like I said, the title for our message today is Favored. Now, when Esther joined, I'm going to talk about the natural things first, then I'm going to go and you know, talk about the spiritual stuff. Esther is there. She is a Jew. She is from the tribe of Benjamin. It flows in her blood. Favor is there because she belongs to the family of God. And now she is in this house as a slave girl. And there was, a, there was preparation that was supposed to take place before one would then approach the king. And they were supposed to be in this house and prepare themselves for 12 months. That is one year of preparation. One year of bathing. One year of makeup. One year of making sure that your skin is smooth before approaching the king. So it was not just a matter of, I'm here and straight, let's go to the beauty pageant. And I am trusting God to win. And when you look at this, Esther is making use, or she will, see, as, as we continue to read, she will make use of everything that was provided her. 
as a way to prepare herself to meet the king. Now, preparation is something that believers don't want in most cases. We want to substitute preparation with the blessing of God. It is only the blessing of God if it leads you to a place of preparation. It is only the blessing of God if it leads you to a place of work. When God blessed Adam in the garden, he blessed him and placed him in the garden to work the land. The blessing of God does not stop one from working and laboring. The only thing that was brought in by the curse is not work, it was toiling. God always intended his people to work and never to toil. The toiling, the working hard was as a result of the curse, but the working in itself was as a result of the blessing of God. And if God speaks to you and tells you you are going to be above and not beneath, it is not an invitation to sleeping 24-7. The fact that you have finally found Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And the eyes of your understanding are opened to that scripture. It is not a call to laziness, but it is a call to work from a place of blessing. So if you think blessings manifest automatically because God said, you know what? Kiss good life goodbye because you're going to suffer and we're going to bury you bitter. Not because God did not speak, but you thought the word of God will be fulfilled without your cooperation. God himself spoke of the coming Messiah and God himself had to part with the Messiah. It did not end with God saying a Messiah is coming. A Messiah had to leave heaven. God knew I have the Messiah with me. I said he is coming. A Messiah has to now go. There has to be a participation from you. There has to be an agreement. We are saved because we come to a place where we agree. That is the work that we need to do. The Bible says the work of God is to believe. It is a work. We are called to work. And that work is to believe. And if we believe, we take action. The action that corresponds to our belief. So the fact that the favor of God was upon Esther, and the very fact that, you know, the first part there says, and the maiden pleased him. Now, Haggai was pleased with Esther, but did not say, because I am pleased with you, there is no need for you to purify yourself. There is no need for you to work on your beauty. There is no need for you to have maid servants help you and prepare for 12 months. He was supposed to say, well, I'm pleased with you. You better sleep. No need to do what everybody else is doing because I'm pleased with you. In any case, you are going to get the crown. No, because I am pleased with you, you need everything that you need in order for you to be prepared to meet the king. Preparation is essential. 
Ecclesiastes chapter number 10, I'm sure it's on verse number 10. The Bible says, we need to sharpen the axe. Alright? If the iron is blunt, it's still the iron, but it's blunt. It's not prepared. And he do not wet the edge. Then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Alright? So wisdom is seen when one prepares themselves. The message Bible says, observe people who are... No, no, no. Ecclesiastes, right? We said Ecclesiastes. Well, I don't have it in my notes. It's in my heart. If the ex is dull, the, and one does not sharpen the ex, what happens? You use more strength. The reason why sometimes we are all in the mountain, all geared up and doing this is because we don't love the preparation that has to take place down the mountain or down the valley. It's not supposed to happen up. I say to one, it's not God's desire to always get what you do not deserve. God desires for you to also get what you deserve. You will sow a seed and you will reap. Okay. Don't just be there. All you are praying for is what you do not deserve. How about you put work in it and be deserving? God empowers us to be deserving. All right? God empowers us to be deserving. Imagine not going to school and you want a good life. One day, I had one guy, I don't know, maybe he's watching me, I don't care. Uh, he came to my house and he said to me, Pastor, there was a testimony from another guy from a church, 25 years old. He had a PR driving a Mercedes, a Mercedes, right? Good life. And this other 25 year old guy comes to my house because he's bitter against God and says, Pastor, why is it? You see, Brother So and so was testifying at church. Why is it his things are moving and mine are not moving? I've been believing God for a permit and I don't have a permit. He's driving a good car. I'm not driving a good car. Then I said to him, well, let me help you. Quick. <laughs> right? His PR is because he has got a special skill. Tell me the special skill that you have. One. No special skill. I said, okay. Alright? He did actuarial science. He was up when you were sleeping. What qualification do you have? He says, nothing. He says, you see, that's why he's driving a Mercedes and you are walking. While you were sleeping, he was preparing himself. Now that he is up there, don't use years because years don't qualify you for anything. It is the time that you put in and prepare yourself. Five foolish, five wise. Others were prepared, others were not prepared. God values preparation. If you need and believe God for bigger opportunities, prepare yourself by taking every small opportunity that you find and use it well. I always go with that motto, the king will dream a dream. The king will dream a dream. I, I don't have a problem interpreting my own dream. You throw me in prison... I'll interpret the, the butler's dream. 
while I'm prison, I'll interpret the baker's dream while I'm waiting for the king to dream a dream. There are certain dreams that don't take you out of a mess, but still have to interpret them. There are certain contracts and jobs that don't take you out of poverty, but you still have to take them because they are part of your preparation process as you get ready to get to where God wants you to be. We need to prepare ourselves. If you believe God has called you as an accountant, what are you doing to prepare yourself? Not what are you doing to make money, but what are you doing to prepare yourself? I guess today we're going to talk about preparation anyway. What are, what are you doing to prepare yourself? The way I'm preaching here now is the way that I'm going to preach when I've got 20,000 people, 50,000 people. I am preaching at the level of where I am going, not at the level of where I am. Whether I have got five people, I am prepared for every opportunity that God is going to present. You wake me out of sleep, I'm able to share a word with you. I'm able to come up with a sermon because I don't need notes to do it. It is in my heart. Are you hearing me? But if all we do is wait for opportunities, prepare, I mean pray for opportunities, and we are not prepared for the opportunities, we will think God is not fair when we see them pass by. And we begin to see there is a spirit following me. There is no spirit following you. You just messed up the interview. You went there, prayed up, and not prepared. Right? You go to the interview, you are prayed up. They are not going to ask you about Bible verses. You have to prepare yourself. Even if God tells you the job is yours, the crown is yours, Esther, I am pleased in you. But now, these are the things that you need to purify yourself. You actually need maid servants to help you look beautiful. We need to work on you. If it is today, it's only I receive and ready to go. I receive men of God, I'm ready to go. What sort of preparation have you, have you put in it? No, pastor, it's not working. It is working. Ah, pastor, you say, you say no, if you applied the word, I've tried the word, but it's still not working. Then you haven't tried the word. Because when you try the word, it works. But you know the reason why sometimes it looks like it's not working? It's because you are not cooperating. No preparation. It's Bible verses. And tears. Tears are not preparation. Coming here and cleaning this place and making sure that you sing well. I mean, it does not prepare you for the marketplace. The Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. If you want to excel in the world, you don't need to run by only the spiritual. You, read, you need to run by what is in the world. I want to repeat again. If you are to make an impact in the world where God has planted you, you don't only need to run by the spiritual. You need to run by the physical, the natural, the things in the world. 
That's why the degree is important. That's why education is important. It's a way to prepare yourself in order for you to be effective. God, Jesus says the sons of this world, they are smarter and wiser than the children of light. Why? Children of light is by faith. Pastor is by faith. Men of God, I want you to know that me, I will never fail. Right? It's a believer telling you, you think they are in faith. No, they are not in faith. They are trying to sanitize their ignorance. And their laziness. Preaching good. I feel it. I feel it in my heart. I'm preaching good. That's why, why would God call Paul? Because he wanted the argument to go out well. He was tired of Peter and the other guys because they would mix stuff up. You know, the argument never came out well. So where he needed the defense of the gospel, imagine if Peter was the one before those kings, Agrippa. He was going to mix stuff up. But Paul comes in because the guy is learned. And he's able to present the argument. Well, then Paul, uh, Peter writes and says, there are things that Paul says that are difficult to understand. That the men who are unstable, unstable men, men who read while they are running, men who don't have time to sit down, unstable men, when they sit, unprepared men, study to show yourself approved. I say to someone, I've said there is this book here. I'll do everything to know this. That's the only book. I'll study it. I'll know it. I'll dwell in it. Because I have to rightly divide it. Prepare yourself for whatever God has called you. Before you meet the king, you need to prepare yourself adequately. So the Bible says, Proverbs 22-29. Proverbs 22-29. Don't just go around and say, oh, my name is Adasa. You know, I've got a fragrance. And whatever I'm going to do is going to work out. You see, because, because I'm a metal tree, evergreen. Twenty-two, twenty-nine. Do you see a man who excels in his work? Not, not in his prayer life. But if prayer life is part of your work, praise God. I'm just trying to help a little bit. How many times do we think God favors the unbelievers? Have you ever seen how, how many times we, God, why is it at my workplace? You see, you favor these people, the bosses, they don't, they, don't, they don't worship you, but yet they are being blessed. What is blessing them is the system of this world. And you are in that system, and what blesses you? You think your, your money there at your workplace is coming from God? Can I say it again? The money at your workplace is not coming from God. It's coming from your workplace. That's why unbelievers are also getting even more than you. Because it's coming from that workplace. 
If it was coming from God, then we would say, ah, God is paying the unbelievers higher salaries than the believers. No. It's coming from your workplace. That money is not coming from God. You know what came from God? It's called the blessing. God doesn't have money. God has a blessing. God doesn't have anything that loses value. God has a blessing. God does not have anything that can be stolen. God has got a blessing that cannot be stolen, sealed in you by the Spirit of God. Proverbs 22, 29. Observe people who are good at their work. This is the message. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. They don't take back a seat anymore. Skilled workers. Observe people who are good at their work. Say good. Believers do shoddy jobs in the name of the blessing of God. Observe a people who are good at their work. I preached at one time. You see, what we call the blessing, come on, man. Preparation. It starts with you knowing who you are. It starts with you knowing whose you are. It starts with you knowing that you carry the blessing. You cannot expect to prosper in this life and be stealing at the same time. You steal from the people that you work from and you expect yourself to go higher and the blessing of God to take you further. So I had that those, those cases. I preached it and people repented. One of them is watching me now. <laughs> Gary, you know, I always give examples of, I, I've got a lot of people in my church, but I, I give examples of a few that have grown that they won't be offended if I use them as examples. You see? So, so sometimes I use the same person. Not because they are the only story, but others are, they are offended. So Gary came after that. He went to his cell. He was, he's leading a cell. And he went to his cell and he says, you know what Pastor was saying on Sunday? I want you as a cell leader, you the cell members, to know that I was one of those people who was stealing parts in order for me to do my computer stuff and all that, then get more money and, and do this, and then get stuff from, from behind and, and, and this. You see? And says, but I will not do that anymore. I've repented. And guess what? God begins to open doors because God blesses faithfulness. I had them there. Maybe I have them here. They were doing asphalt roads and all that. They would steal. Steal. And then the profit is high. And we come at church and we celebrate the blessing of God. That's why myself, I don't celebrate cars, people's houses and all that. Well, it's yours. I don't I celebrate what God did in you. Because that one is not fake. Any other can be faked. You can celebrate unfaithfulness in church. Wrapped up as a testimony of the goodness of God. By people who do not want to prepare themselves well. In order for them to excel in what they do. They, they celebrate the outcome and not the formula and the process. Preaching good, pastor. Preaching good. And the Bible says, and then encouraged himself in the Lord. <laughs> Are you hearing me today? People 
people who cheat usually do so because they are not prepared. Can I give you another funny one? We needed a drum set for our Zimbabwean church. And guess what one of my believers did? He was with Pastor Josh. And he went to a shop, spoke to those guys without paying anything and got the drums out with the pastor. And Pastor Josh is there and he asked him, how did you get this? I didn't see you pay. He says, no, pastor, this, uh, and, and the, the drums are needed. Imagine doing it in the presence of the pastor. And, and Pastor Josh says, you have to take these drums back. And says, pastor, it's more difficult to take them back than to bring them out. I can't take them back. Isn't it, isn't it we need drums in Zimbabwe? That's my pledge. I pledge drums. Here are the drums. If you have that, 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 what do you call? The courage that even in the presence of the pastor. But you know why? Why, why the, he had the courage to do it in his presence? Because he thinks every person who has got a title is a pastor. Amen. You didn't get me, so, but, but you're going to get me. He had met others without, with titles. But their lives did not reflect the titles they carried. So he used to do it in the presence of other men of God and they were okay with it. So he thought this one also has a title like others, but he is not a pastor at a heart. Only to realize that he was in the presence of a pastor. So maybe next week we're going to touch on that because it's there on the seven maids that belonged to the king. Not every person that is called prophet, God did not... Okay. Ephesians, give me, give me Ephesians chapter 4. Preparation, very important. If you prepare yourself, it may take time, but you eventually shine. Publicly. You are still shining, even if people don't know you. You know what God said to me? It was in 2005 when I was praying. I was at, I was at Bible college. I was praying for my ministry. And God said something that I never understood then. He said, then I'm, I've not called you to be famous. That was it. So I know I don't preach for fame because God already told me that I'm not going to be famous, but I'm going to be effective. I'm not called for fame. So I don't have, I'm not under pressure. And he himself gave some to be apostles. I saw this this morning. I'm like, oh, I never saw this. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. He gave some to be. Next verse. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He gave some to be. We're going to go in depth next week, I think, on that. But when the Bible says he gave some to be apostles, it's not saying... He gave others titles. Apostle title, prophet title, pastor title. He gave some. So not everyone with a title is an apostle. Because titles we can give each other. 
but it is only God who can make an apostle an apostle. It is only God who can make a prophet a prophet. It's not a title that makes one one. The reason why Christianity has been cheapened by a lot of people is because people have called themselves because of that verse. They were not called apostles. They have titles. Calling your son Jesus does not make him the Christ. Calling your son Savior Joshua does not make your son a Savior. That's why the name that you carry really means nothing on your ID. It is what God says you are. That is what matters. Preparation. That's where I am today. Have you seen a man who is good at his work? Say, are you good? Say to your neighbor, ask them, are you good at your work? Or you still need to prepare? Are you good at what you do? Whatever God bless you, are you good at your work? Are you so good that if people are to follow you, They'll follow you to a place of relationship with God. Okay. Are you good? Church, we will be lying to ourselves. Is we, is, is, you know, you remember that at, Uncle at, um, Abbey, he preached something very powerful. Some guy who was teaching at Caris, he says they are, he put three pulpits. I thought that was amazing. He says there is the spirit. The other pulpit represented the soul and the other one represented the body. And he says, we can preach from this one, the spirit. This is where everything was done and completed. But God's desire is for us as we preach from this to move and preach from the soul pulpit. And we move from the soul pulpit and we begin to preach from the body. Because the body now is so aligned with the spirit that we don't need now to point to people to a thing that they do not see. We are now preaching with our lives because our lives become the testimony of what God has done in our spirit. We cannot continue to only talk about the righteousness in your spirit. We need to move and the righteousness in your spirit becomes the righteous thoughts that you have and they become the righteous actions that you live we cannot only talk about the blessing of god here in your spirit we need to move from the blessing of god in your spirit and we all want it to manifest how does it manifest we need to start now moving from the spirit pulpit and we go to the soul pulpit and after the soul pulpit we begin to preach from the body pulpit where there is the manifestation because this is where people see Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Let your light shine before men. The light here at the spirit level shines before God. Because God sees your spirit. The light here in your soul, it is shining in you. Because it is your renewal of your mind. But when you come to this one, your light is shining before men. Now the Bible says when they see your good works, not your good confession, your good works they will glorify my father who is in heaven 
which means the father is not glorified when you all talk spirit 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 only the unbelievers they will see your good works how you do your stuff does it show a believer who has been prepared equipped for every good work He gave some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors for the equipping, the, the preparation of the saints for the work of the ministry. Does your life reflect the work of your ministry? Are you the last to get to work and the first to leave work and you're expecting to keep that job for a long time in the name of the blessing of God? You will lose it. And when you come to us, we'll tell you it happens. People lose jobs all the time and we move on. <laughs> I've come in my ministry to a point. You don't have capacity to receive this. Let me leave it. I'm telling you. Because you think I'm attacking you, but I'm telling you the truth. I, I, it may be how you interpret it. Not how, what I mean. You want, you want to hear it? Now you want to hear it. I've come to a place in my ministry where I don't worry about your problem. You see, I told you. It's going to be difficult. No. It doesn't cause me sleepless nights. Even if it causes you some sleepless nights. Not me. It doesn't. You know why? Because I've given enough word. And I can't join you that you are worried and I'm worried with you. You are stressing, I'm stressing with you. If you're going to choose to stress over your issues, it's your choice, not me. I'm not going to take part. I'm not going to help you weep. No. Rather, I'll invite you to come to a place where we don't worry, where we don't stress, and that is the place of the word. And how do you get there? By preparing yourself in your mind. Preparation is important. The Bible says, who among you, before building, does not sit down and count the cost? To prepare themselves. Church, if we don't tell each other these things, we are deceiving ourselves. If you think you are going to be an MD of the company because you are confessing a lot of verses, you are lying to yourself. If you think because this year was called by my man of God, the year of what, what, and uh, moving from the back to the front, and moving from this, this, and you think you're going to be all of a sudden be promoted at your workplace, you don't work where others are working, you are not prepared when you're going to class, if you're a teacher, you just go there and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit helps you prepare yourself. Pleased. That guy is pleased and he gives stuff to prepare yourself. Love preparation. Love preparation. Prepare yourself. I think I'm done.
A man good at his work. You see, all of you here, you are proud to call me your pastor. All of you here. If you are not, well, it's not my business. It's you who has a problem. <laughs> you all are proud to call me your pastor. Because I've prepared. You are proud to say, no, listen to my pastor preach. Because you know I'm prepared. Forget about past tenses and plurals and all that. All that that's, that's not the word. That's language. But you know that this guy can hit the word. Don't you know that? This guy can preach the word. You don't know I preach the word? I preach good. I know it. It's not pride. It's knowledge of what I do and who I am because I prepare myself. How can I say I'm not good at what I do? That's not humility. That's stupidity. It's just like saying when God calls you righteous, you say I'm not righteous. Lord, I'm just a sinner. That's pride. Pride is calling yourself anything that God has not called you. So if God is pleased with me as his uh, servant, then I should be able to say he is pleased with me. And this is who I am. That's who I am. I cannot deny myself. Even if you are unfaithful, the Bible says God remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Why would you want me to deny myself and say I'm a nobody, I'm at the back of the pack, I'm not good. I'm good. Because God says I am. I am good. Because the book says I am. Actually, the book goes as far as saying I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> That's how far the word goes. Church, prepare yourself. I don't know what God said to you, but I'm telling you it will be pointless. If you want to go far in business, be honest. Be honest. If you want to go far in business, be honest. Oh, yeah. Pastor Joshua was telling me when you know, he went to fix his microwave with a part. Someone takes a part from another microwave that someone had come to fix to sell the parts to him. And that person was expecting God. If he's, I don't know whether they're a believer or not, but, well, there are other believers who do like that. For them, it's making money. For us, it's not making money. For us, is our light shining. Let your light shine even if you make a loss. Let your light shine. Even if you don't make money from that project, let your light shine. Even if they don't like you at that workplace, let your light shine. I am telling you, I've got a lot of them. A lot of them who used to steal, where I, but I preached, and they stopped stealing. And now, God is blessing their businesses and expanding them because God blesses faithfulness. Imagine God wanting to be identified with something that is not done properly. And he establishes his name there. This is the most grace-filled message I have ever preached in my almost, what, 18 years of ministry. This is the most grace-filled message I've ever preached. Stand, please, if you can. I'm done. You can get me off so that I speak to the church now. Preparation. You can't come here and, uh, more blessing, and expect to sing like elevation and not prepared. You can't. 
You can't come here and expect to usher properly and you're not prepared. You don't take time preparing yourself.